Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Bit Different. Whoa, calm down. Welcome to Bit Different, everybody. This is the team, and this is Rob. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I am high on coffee. <laughs> that was one of the more fun intros I think we've ever had. <laughs> that was sassy. I liked it. Thank you. I'll be here all night, <laughs> as usual. Well, yeah, you, you you live here. Yeah, I'm here every night, actually. Hi, Rob. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. To a new episode, a it, bit different. It's nice to be here. I know. And I love that you're like holding your coffee like this is a late night TV show of like, oh, thank you for coming. Oh, you should read my coffee cup. It's so me. Beauty, power, charm. It's great being me. And there's Ursula on it. Yeah. That's cute, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but like you're, I don't know, you're, you like, Ursula was based on divine. Like, you are significantly less, you know, I want to say you're less divine. Hmm. You're less divine with a capital D. Yes. Because, you know. I'm listening. Yeah. You're, you're much more of a, a, a less, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, divine was like, you know, a character, a Larger performance life. kind <laughs> of thing. And I feel like you're actually just like, you know. It's kind of boring compared you're, to the vine. That's okay, yeah, Rob. I, I, I see where you're going with this. I see you, this. and all oh, I can think huh. of is yawn. Uh, you are such a bitch. You love it. What is wrong with you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of words. That's what words uh, and rage. <laughs> oh, always with the rage. That's no, okay. I'm less angry than normal tonight. I know. I, feel. I love you, though. <laughs> but a- I feel like. I feel like today I'm all, it's a softer Rob today. Yeah, and even your Coke can says friend on it. Oh, it at least doesn't say foe. I please tell me they make one that says you know it says share a Coke with a friend. I hope they wouldn't share one with a foe. Wait, you're supposed to give it to me then? Well, I'm sharing it with you, and that I'm sharing this experience with you. Okay, that's or why maybe, maybe a friend gave this to me. You didn't think about that. That a friend didn't. It's mine. That's why I said earlier, but you weren't paying attention. I said speak friend and enter. But you weren't even paying attention to me, so. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I'm being terrible. Um, Can you pass me that book that's all the way on the right there? I just want to see what that is. Yes. I really won't talk about it in case you want to talk about it later. Oh, but well, s- you have a lot of video games that are based off of it. Ooh. Apparently, it has a lot to do with and it does read. Dark Souls, I think. What? And it reads right to left, right? You know what? I haven't actually read it yet. Well, Travis... Gave it to me. I could be wrong. Maybe I think um, it. No, it actually looks like it reads left to right. I think the cover is backwards. Well, because like if it's Japanese style, it should read this way, which is why I was thinking like this would be page one. But yeah, contents are on this page, so it is page one then. Yup. And yeah, it's half so, color, half black. It's I don't know. It's called. Well, tell them what it's called. It. it uh, yeah, it's called uh, Uzumaki. Yeah. Spiral into horror. Apparently, a lot of. What dark? I think he Travis said Dark Souls. Uh, apparently, a lot of it's inspired by this kind of artwork. Hmm. It also actually just the description made me think of the the game uh, Siren. Oh, I don't know. Back in the day. Well, the thing is, Siren though is an interesting thing, but I imagine like I imagine there's lots of little stuff that like might have influenced things, but not yeah. super specifically. Because yeah, the the fact that like this is all about spirals. Yeah. Um, and that's not a thing that is. Uh, I love how you just jump to the graphic jam right away. Sorry, that's <laughs> not even what you're talking about for graphic jam. It's I'm handing not. it back to you. But I bet Nick's gonna go. That has nothing to do with Dark Souls, and I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, Nick. Nick's not a Souls player. 
Okay. But also, uh, fun I'm fact, sure he'll still know anyway. Fun fact, we can say whatever we want about Nick because I know for a fact that he is actually stockpiling uh, podcasts right now and that he is not listening to ours until um, a time a couple weeks in the future. And then he'll be listening to like a bunch of them at once. I don't like that. I like him to stay current with me. I like when he stays current too, but uh, there's a reason. And um, I imagine we will find it out and uh, discover it together later. All right. Sounds good to me. So what have you been up to, Rob? Not a whole lot. Uh, a little bit of TV, a little bit of worky stuff. Um, I finished season two of Dear White People on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I haven't even watched any of it. Oh, it's so good. I know you love it, though. It's so good. It's like It was like frustratingly satisfying, and it ends so well. I cannot wait for season three. Okay. I'm like... It might be a ways away. Probably a year. Yes. But uh, I will be ready for it when it's here. Actually, as soon as it was done, I like fired up the movie so I could watch it again. Like, that I really good, liked, huh? I really liked mm. it. And it's so funny. I never would have thought that um, the, the college that they go to is Winchester. And I never would have thought that I would have ever spent this much time in like the Winchester universe between the movie. And at this point, I've probably seen the movie 15 times. Wait, like Winchester Mystery Mansion? It was well, the same word, but Winchester University is like the fictional college they go to. Gotcha. Um, and I've probably seen the movie 15 times at this point, and then, what, five hours worth of season one, five hours of season two. You've seen Dear White People 15 times? I think that's probably an accurate estimate. It's a movie that just, like, if I don't know what else to watch, like, if I'm doing something else, there's something about it. I don't know if it's, like, yeah, the way it's mixed or or just the, like, level of, of conversation that happens, but there's something really just kind of pleasant about it mm. that, like, I... It inspires you. Yeah, it's I, it's just a thing that kind of makes me feel, like, comforted and and uh, and happy. It's, it's such a smart movie. That's how I feel about Wonder Woman. But yeah. enough about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> no, but we already talked about, <laughs> like, that thing. Um, so, I mean, do you want me to keep going on what I've been up to, or should we bounce back and forth? How are you going to do this? Uh, sure, we could bounce back and forth. How's about you, then? What's the first thing that you've been up to? Well, remember how I was telling you last week that I just could not wait to have my Pleasure Fair cherry pop? <gasps> Did you go? No. Oh. <laughs> so, by the way, I had, like, apparently, I think... Like, five or six co-workers go this last weekend. Oh, thanks for inviting me, guys. Yeah, yeah that's real nice of you. Here's the cosmic <laughs> kicker. Are you ready for this bullshit right here? Cosmic kicker yes. sounds like a weird superhero. I think yeah. that could be your alter ego. <laughs> the cosmic kicker. That's pretty funny. You got those long legs. Right? I should be a Street Fighter character. Totally. Huh. But there I kicked out the only transgender in Street Fighter. So there's a space available. Oh, yeah, there's a slot. Okay, Seriously. I'll fill that slot. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Cosmic Kicker's coming through. Um. <laughs> I'm really pleased with this development that we've decided on. Okay, so uh, what is the Cosmic Kicker about you having your Ren Fair cherry popped? Okay, so I was dead set on going this weekend to the Ren Fair. I'm sorry that I didn't want to go. And I, I feel I... like I was the, the no. flying your ointment there. It's nobody's fault. It just didn't pan out. This is the funny thing. Okay, so I was like, well, I didn't go on Saturday. I'll go on Sunday, which was Mother's Day. So I was like, oh, people will, you know, not everybody has their mother here. So if they didn't have their mother here, apparently everybody worked that day. So uh. nobody was available. And I was like, well, I'm not going all the way out there by myself for 
just to hang out with myself. How boring is that? So I was like, fine, I'll, um, I'll take this job that was just presented to me Sunday morning for this um, a friend who I worked with on Razor Tongue. She was one of the producers. She wanted to redo her headshots. And she's like, oh, I'm going to the actual photographer's place. And I just want my hair and makeup person to be there. And, you know, because we're going to do multiple looks. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Great. I'll be there. <laughs> So, guess what the kicker is? This place was literally a mile away from the fucking Ren Fair. And I had never been out there in my life before. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, ain't that some shit? <laughs> ain't that a bitch? Ain't that a bitch? Well, how long is the Ren Fair in town for? It's a while more, right? It's just next weekend and I'm going to be out of town. That's it? That's it. It's already been going a month and a half. And oh, this, so this coming weekend's the last one? Yeah. Fuck. And I'm going to be out of town. And I'm actually like, I don't think I have any plans this next weekend. Well, if I can get back into town Saturday night, maybe we can go Sunday, but I'm not counting on that. Well, let me know, because uh, actually, I think like a friend's having a birthday thing that I want to go to this weekend, but other than that, I am like... And let me guess, it's Sunday, right when the rent I don't bears. know. I could pull up my phone right now no, and look. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I feel it's I okay. should. No. Um, what else have you been up to, Rob? Well, uh, did we talk? We talked about this last time. How like Arrested Development was recut? Yeah, I started watching that a little bit, a couple episodes. How's it going? It's better than season four, the original cut. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love it enough that I want to watch it again. But it is, it is actually kind of fascinating though, because as we talked about before, just a quick little recap for anyone who doesn't know, season four was done Rashomon style. Uh, where they would do like an episode following Michael and then an episode following Buster and then an episode following George Michael. And like if you watch them all, then like you were able to piece together the timeline because you'd see where some scenes intersected because you'd see some scenes multiple times across multiple episodes. Yeah. And uh, the way they did it now, because it's going largely sequentially, um, whenever there's a scene that you saw multiple times in previous, you know, in the la- the previous you edits see of it. once in this. But they'll do a split screen, so you'll see multiple angles of it now, uh, which is kind of fun. It's it's a it's a little bit of a nod that like pays off for all of us who actually like know the or for anyone who knows the production history of it, and yeah. also for us who've already watched it. Well, I think anybody who's this far into the season knows what happened in this oh, yeah. season already, and so it's a cool feature. Um, I'm not gonna probably finish it, but I will watch season five. So when that comes out on May twenty. 20- yeah the billboards are up everywhere for it yeah well it's always funny to me when netflix puts up i mean i know that like we a we do live in an interesting place in that we actually get billboards for netflix shows yeah um and movies which i didn't think was a weird thing except uh driving around missouri with todd they do not get theatrical billboards all the billboards well even in fresno where i'm from it's in california but they don't have any theatrical billboards it's i guess i always forget what it's like to not live in a major metropolitan center and then um um santa cruz where travis and crystal are illegal there oh, are nope. zero billboards well, at least there's none but yeah. like in missouri all the billboards there are for churches farm equipment or, or abortion anti-abortion yes always uh, i know what you're talking about and like and yeah like in la even i feel like in other major metropolitan cities you'll get like you know your billboards for oceans eight or it or you know like rampage like big big movies yeah but for us to actually get these billboards that are constantly changing for netflix shows like and netflix like small things like oh ali wong has a new comedy special yeah like no it's true melrose is like ground zero for netflix ads and it's usually like they'll put up the ad like 
two days before the thing drops. And like to actually have them have like billboards up a solid week before 13 Reasons Why Season 2 comes out and like two and a half weeks before Arrested Development is remarkable. Yeah. So anyway, rando thing that I just noticed. Speaking of billboards. Yes. Um, just because my friend is on this poster that you see all over the place for Pose for FX. You know oh, Pose? Yeah, yeah. Todd is super excited about that show. Yeah, um, Dominique, she's on, mo- she's kind of like the headliner for most of them. She has her arms, like the kind of like the snake thing. Yeah, yeah. She, um, we modeled together on, at Slade. That's and awesome. So, yeah, and so I was at her wedding, and, oh, and so I was talking to her the other day, and I said, so, how do you feel? I said, you're all over fucking Sunset Boulevard on billboards and posters, and she's like, I'm nervous. I said, aren't you excited? And she's like, I'm more nervous than excited because so, it's all happening so fast. But Is she on the show? Or yeah. Is, okay, so it's not just, like, she's not just on the outdoor campaign. Like, she's... No, no, she's in the show. In the show. Yeah. That's awesome. I know most of the girls in that show and then also some of the writers, too, so... That's super cool. Yeah. Well, Todd is, like, really into that show. He's really excited about it because he loves Paris is Burning. Oh, it's, like, yeah. His favorite Who doesn't movie. love Paris is Burning? I've only seen it once, and I'm just... Rewatch it. You'll I'm not be like, super, oh, my God. Because, like, I'm not super steeped in ball culture or even, you know, the Queen's English. Yeah. Um. And so all the time, Todd will, like, if I think Todd's insulting me, I'll be like, really? And he's like, no, no, that wasn't a read. And I'm like, you can just say that you weren't trying to be a dick. Like, you don't have to speak. The library is not open. Yeah, the library never <laughs> opened in my in my head. But, like, uh, I can I can get it. Like, I understand why people are excited, though. And I, I love the fact that what didn't Ryan Murphy announce that, like, all like proceeds or all of his like salary or something like all sort of will go to transgender um, projects or organizations to benefit trans people. So yeah, I love the fact that like Ryan Murphy is, is really, um, well, well, yeah, I I agree. He's giving a lot of, it's a political thing, of course, but it's, Hey, he's giving a lot of LGBT, give it to the people who need it. People like screen time. A lot of them are writers. Like this is what the most, uh, LGBT heavy, uh, crew for a major TV show, I think ever. Yeah. And, and uh, for him to actually be like, yeah, and I'm also going to take the proceeds from the show and donate them he doesn't have to do that yeah he could just throw it on the pile if he wanted to totally so pose yeah cute oh, it's coming out this summer so yeah really soon actually it's like june 3rd oh yeah i guess it's already summer huh yeah it's already mid-may wow even though it feels like winter outside here <laughs> for us yeah i'm wearing a hoodie i'm wearing freaking a coat indoors because like wait, it was like probably what i don't know high 60s low 70s today it's freezing seriously it's like freezing. fucking arctic tundra here people don't even understand seriously our, li- <laughs> our lives are hard so ridiculous um and well the last thing that i've been up to um since we last spoke yeah the uh the nominations are out for the golden trailers which <laughs> do you tell are the uh you know one of the the big industry award shows for what i do um so it, it awards uh, marketing materials and trailers for movies, broadcast, and video games. Um, and the company I work for is leading the nominations this year. We have 30 this year, which That's is amazing. really exciting. Split across like every department uh, at the company, which includes our graphics team, writing team, uh, 
you know, editorial for theatrical, broadcast, games. Uh, our our composer is nominated three times in one category. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it's really it's it's exciting. And um, some of the stuff I worked on is up. Uh, we have two nominations in the same category. Mm. Uh, one for the Assassin's Creed Origins launch trailer, which I'm very very proud of. And um, Far Cry Five story trailer, which I'm also very proud of. So nice, and that's next weekend. Uh, it is on May 31st, which I believe is a Thursday. Okay. So, so we'll have our fingers crossed. Too bad we'll be. It's gonna be like the longest possible time yeah. that it could be before the next episode, unless it was like on a Wednesday. Yeah. So, um. Well, whatever. Yeah, I'm really excited about going to that, and um. You know, it'll be my first time having any nominations at the Golden Trailers. Like, you know, a lot of people I work with, it's old news to them. But um, for for me, it'll be a it'll be a big one. Yeah, so yay! Well, well, we're all hoping. So yeah, keep those fingers crossed, everybody. Yeah. So that's all I've been up to. How about you? Anything else? Well, did you uh, watch the Witcher Netflix teaser? No. For the new show, did they release a teaser? They did. It's like a four. It's a pretty long teaser. Well, I saw like a photo of the writers' room, and like I know that like they're really you know. Yeah. They've released some some sort of stuff about the crew. Yeah. It's I mean, it's definitely the Witcher. It's kind of confusing. I think Geralt is pretty cool looking. I mean, he's the you'll know the actor. He's the guy who plays the villain in Doctor Strange. The, he's in everything. Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, I think that's him. Really? Yeah. He plays Geralt? Yeah. I could totally see that working with the right wig. Yeah. yeah. His voice even sounds like him. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm confused about, like, they do show a character in a woman, but they keep referring to Yennefer, and I'm like, is that Yennefer? It doesn't even look like anything, like, how short-haired, like, reddish color. I'm like, who is this girl? Hey, so I'm so confused. Rogue was a young girl with no stripe in her hair in the first X-Men movie. That is true, but I don't know. It's It seems like a Jennifer pretty... must have had a hard time in prison if that's, that's what sh- happened to her. That's a sharp departure <laughs> if, uh, if that's where they're going. So I'm a little bit confused. And then the trailer or the teaser is not that good, but it is very early in development still, so... For them to release a teaser with not a whole lot of content is a bold move. It's a bold move. So I and not entirely necessary. They don't have to do that. Yeah, so I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm not scared, but if if I knew it was coming out soon, I'd be a little bit scared. You yeah. know. Yeah. So anyhow, so that's what I'm gonna say about that. Um, and what else have I been up to? I caught up on Westworld. Oh my god, this next episode is going to be so good, Rob. The next episode is the one I'm looking forward to, I think, the most. I did not care that much for episodes two and three this season. I liked two. I I loved three. I I did not like three. This last one? No, that was four. You might oh, be behind yeah. an episode. Oh, no, they, you, you've seen the preview for the next week. Yeah. Which, if it's what, what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, episode four, I really liked. But three, I really didn't. No, I saw four. You're right. You're right. I saw yeah. four. Yes. And episode five is going to give me everything I want, I think. So, yeah, I like three and four. I don't care for one and two. Yeah, I'm on board with you. So, cool. Yeah. Um. And da, 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 saw Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. How was that? It was so confusing. There was so much going on, but it had some funny moments, just like they all do. Let's, I'm like the angry old man when it comes to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I, I take those movies with a grain of salt. I saw the first one, and I hated it 
God, so, I love the first one. Like I saw it in theaters at the El Capitan even, and I hated it so much that I like refused to see any other ones. Really? Jeffrey Rush is like my own personal god, and I will watch anything he does. And even in this movie, it's not his best, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do? I the best thing that come of all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is that uh, Johnny Depp always travels with the Jack Sparrow costume because whenever, wherever he is, he'll often just put it on and go to like hospital wards for kids. That's pretty cool. Like that's a great, that's a cool thing that came out of those movies. I don't have to like the movies to recognize no. the good in the world that like is stemming from those characters. I wonder why you didn't like the Black Pearl though. For, I thought it was like 45 minutes too long. It was a very long movie. And I think we're, yeah, I think it's, we can speak candidly about this, this movie because it's, you know, like a thousand years old now. Yeah. Like 1996 is when it came out. <laughs> 2006, I meant. <laughs> no, like, the first one came out in, like, I want to say, like, 2003. Oh, maybe you're Sorry right. That. Like, I was still in college. Yeah, I think you're right, 2003. Um, but, like, it, uh, first off, it was, like, 45 minutes too long. And then, um, second, my biggest beef was, like, at the end when, like, a piece of the gold got stolen. The Aztec therefore, medallion? Sure. Therefore, like, I thought, no, I thought it was, like, one piece of gold was taken. Therefore, yeah. like like death didn't really count or whatever and so like next thing you know barbosa and jack sparrow are having like a sword fight and like in the moonlight they're both skeletons and like yeah so cool except for rob well except the neither of them can die i know but what the fuck stakes are happening during a sword fight where nothing matters like i couldn't get excited because there was nothing at risk you know when you see a grown men slap each other and you know they're not really getting hurt but it's just funny that's kind of like what they were just slapping each other around. Well, it's cute. I didn't think it was very funny. It was like um, Thor Ragnarok when um, Hulk is versus Thor. You know they can't kill each other, but it's funny. It yeah. just happens. I don't know. I had a hard life. Time. Is crazy. Superheroes are different than pirates. Really, pirates that turn into skeletons aren't superheroes. No, they're just immortal, like cursed pirates. I don't know. They're different. They're superheroes. No. They're Rob. Different. No. Rob. No. Rob. No. Rob. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I stand by my Um mind. Also, since I've obviously watched a lot of shit, uh, there's this movie on Netflix called Tale of Tales. Have you heard of it? No. Is it a tale about butts? That's cute. But no, it's like. a um, it's like a twisted fairy tale. It has a lot of big names in it. It has like um, um, Selma Hayek. Um, oh, God. Now I can't remember any of them. There's a lot of big names in it. And so it's very weird. It has a very European feel to it. Has it been used animated? No, it's live action. Oh. And it has some cool, like, practical effects for, like, the beasts and monsters in it that I kind of miss from movies nowadays. It's weird. It's not great, but it's good enough to get through because it is twisted and kind of like, it's just odd. Like, oh, you, yeah. the whole time you watch it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's top top four billing are pretty solid peeps. It's got, yeah, like Salma Hayek, uh, Vincent Cassel, Vincent Cassel, uh, Toby Jones, and John C. Riley. Yeah. Neat. So I recommend it. Even though it's not like spectacular, it's a fun watch. So if you if you want to watch it like a good fairy tale that's kind of crazy, nice. go for it. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's on Netflix for free, of course, if you have Netflix. And last thing I watched to make sure I still have my nerd card is The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Remember from Lord of the Rings? Animated or the first movie? The movie. Oh, okay. Three hours of it. Okay, it's on extended, Netflix. Extended cut? Oh, no. Then Netflix is a theatrical cut. It was long, but I loved it. Whatever it was. 
I so I bought the extended cuts and I've not watched any of them yet. Well, you should. I know. I want to actually. I, I bought them for a reason. I said I'm gonna. Are they Blu-ray? Yeah. <gasps> can I borrow? Yeah. Because or you can come over and we can have like a twelve-hour viewing session of all three of them. I would totally fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I they I'm surprised they don't have they only have that first one on Netflix. I'm like, well, I have all the movies, but they're on Blu-ray, and now I want the the 1080 magic. Oh, you have them on DVD. I only, oh yeah, did I say Blu-ray? Yeah. Yeah, I only have them on DVD. I well, don't have Blu-ray. I got them on the blues if you want to borrow. I also have the Hobbit trilogy for better or for worse oh, on Blu-ray. Yeah. I kind of do want to watch that again now. Well, it's like, I loved the, what, the second and the, th- or no. Yeah, I think I like the second and the third. The third one I really liked. Yeah. I hated the first Hobbit movie. Like, I don't remember oh. it so well. Well, it felt like a kid's movie because they were like leaning, leaning into all like the sort of musical numbers that The Hobbit should have. So like they, they were doing Well, the book. it's all written in the book yeah, with the numbers. They were, they were doing the book. Yeah. Um, But like even The Hobbit is kind of a kid's book almost, really. Like, it is a kid's book. And so, yeah, I don't know. The, 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 it's like for sixth grade readers. Yeah. The TV show did not, <laughs> or the, the movie did not please me. But uh, uh, it wasn't trying to please me. It was trying to make a lot of money for Warner Brothers. Yes. And, and it, it did. did. Do you know what we we should do though hmm. we should talk about video games hey we're talking about nerd shit i know we got the cred it's cool yeah it's cool and we should talk about games though we should what are you playing what are you playing well what you got for me rob because i know we played some of the same shit so i finished donkey kong country tropical freeze for i did the not switch. play that i did not play that and holy <laughs> shit that game is so good it's just so good it's like i think it might be my favorite of all the donkey kong countries i've Played. I thought you were about to ask how many there were. First one, and I played the one with the girl in the hair. Dixie. Yeah. Dixie's Kong Trouble, I think. That was number three. And she spins around and mm-hmm. floats a little. Kind of like Princess. Uh, yeah, so I finished Tropical Freeze. I did the entire thing as Funky Kong, uh, which, yeah, he came with his own set of uh, new difficulties because his control scheme is a little different. Gotcha. But had a blast. Uh, some of those boss battles, I'd forgotten how hard they are. Like, there, there was a couple times I, I must have died, like, around 30 times on some levels. You're like, I hate this shit. You know, it, and it was funny. At one point, I came, like, I died a bunch of times. And the game was like, hey, we see that you're trying really hard here. Uh, here's so some pointers. We've unlocked the next level if you want to just move on. And I was like, no, 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 I got oh, this. Oh, it's a pity party. Yeah, and so I finished that fucking <laughs> level after, like, probably 10 more deaths. But still, I did it. Uh, but, like, it used to be, I think, in the original Tropical Freeze, I want to say, like, if you failed a handful of times, they'd be like, do you want Cranky to help you? And, like, Cranky Kong oh, would help right. you out. And But on this one, no Cranky. It was just like, we just gave you the next We're level. Like, if you want to move sorry, on, baby. you can skip it. It's cool. I'm sorry, baby. You suck. Yeah. Well, like, the bulk of the game, I had, like, 80 to 90 extra lives at a time. And, like, you always knew it was a bad one when, like, I'd leave a level with, like, 70. 60. Yeah, 60 or 70. It's like, oh, no, this was bad. But it was fun. Huh. I had a good time. Cute. So I did that. And um, Todd is, like, really committed to God of War right now. Okay. And watching him do a lot of side quests made me kind of want to get back into it. So even though I finished it last week, yeah, um, I went back in to do a little bit of map clearing and some side quests. And I'm having a really good time in God of War again. Which Nice. Because, like, I found that, like, with Far Cry 5... After I finished a herald, meaning John, Faith, or Jacob, I would want to, like, spend more time in their region and, like, take care of missions I didn't do. Yeah. Like, even after they were gone. But once I finished the game... You were over it. I had zero interest to go back to any of their regions to finish them, to do any missions I, I hadn't done. I'm right there with you on Far Cry. And, like, God of War, I thought, like, I finished it and I was like, cool, I'm done. The end. Here's the controller, Todd. You play God of War now. I'm done. Uh, and be yeah, after seeing him play it and like talking to him and giving some pointers, cause like 
You're like, I could do that better. Well, like, Todd <laughs> isn't, he's not using the whole buffalo when he's playing the game. Like, he's, he, Todd is actually a very singularly focused man, and that, like, he will either use, like, he'll either have Atreus shoot arrows, or he will use his axe, or he will throw his axe. But he will not go back and forth. Yeah. Or he will, like, use his runic attacks. But, like, if he's using, if he's doing one of those things, he's not dodging, or he's not moving. Or if he's using the arrows, he's not using his axe. Like, it, he's very much a one at a I mean, time. there are a lot of buttons in involved no, the, like in his defense the game throws so it's a many, ballet of buttons <laughs> it throws so many uh so many abilities at you at once that it's a lot to take on yeah and so i understand but also like when i play i'm like a crazy flurry of a character just because he's doing everything all the time it's chaos when i play yeah but, no i hear you yeah Anyway, so that's what I've been up to. How about you? What are you playing? Well, I have been doing what you're doing on God of War, and I've been trying to clear the map on um, The Witcher. So I put that in. That is a-, a big project. I'm at 64% completion. Cool. So you've got like, what, 150 more hours? So there's literally, like, yeah, a lifetime of quests to go. There's it's like so never much. ends. I have a feeling like it just generates. <laughs> continuously like when you go to sleep they, for forever they, yeah when you, for every quest you finish three more come to his funeral like it's yeah. just there's always more it's like skyrim it just never ends well it is funny like my my boss is playing skyrim right now for like the umpteenth time uh he's played it on so many platforms and right now he's very committed to um the switch no the, the vr vr uh, he's doing it on like wireless on the vive Jeez. so and he's doing it with a bunch of mods so that it looks gorgeous and it like is it's a different game now pretty much just because it's this level of like impressive and beautiful and um he was even saying like he's played through the game multiple times and he's uncovering quests he's never done before because he's approaching it from a different way since he's doing it in vr mm-hmm. and so like yeah those ga- these games are so massive especially like the witcher where like yeah i can see even if you think like oh cool i've done it all oh no there's a lot there's a lot more but i think i'm past the point I mean, I am discovering some side quests that are pretty cool, but nothing's really wowing me anymore, you know? I mean, but my sword looks like a fucking lightsaber. It's glowing so runic. It's beautiful. It's like a fuchsia-like lightsaber almost. It's (laughs) fabulous. But anyhow, enough about my sword. Okay. Um... So, yeah, The Witcher. I am looking forward to um, Heart of Stone and Wine and Blood. Blood and Wine? Blood and Wine. Yeah. So, but I'm going to wait because I've also started Guard of War. Guard of War. Dad of War. Dad of Boy. Dad of Boy War. Well, like, I feel like, yeah, you have to be able to at least take a little bit of a break from The Witcher or you can't appreciate. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get tired of it. Or burned out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't want to get burned out. So I've got to step back a notch. Um, started. I can't even say it, God of War. And yeah, okay. Yeah. So what? What are your thoughts? It's a game. Um, it's pretty. Let's start there. Okay. So I love the opening sequence. I love how it just pushes you right into the game, and it's very sentimental at the beginning, and a lot's happening, and you're kind of feeling out the characters and what they're going through emotionally. Great. I do not really care for the um, the fighting in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I also did not like the original God of Wars. Okay. I played the first one because Travis, he really loved them. 
And I played the first one. I got through... Didn't you go through, like, Athens and it's on fire in the very first... I think so, yeah. And... It's been a while since I played the original three. And there's, like, little minotaur people running around and you're killing them. Sounds about right. But, um, I hated it. Really? I hated it so much. I hated, like, climbing up Gaia in one of them. I that was three. Three. I really did not like God of War. So, uh, like, playing this game was... I feel like God of War 2 is the masterpiece of the original trilogy. Okay. But I really did like... I think I played the demo. I think the demo is where you climbed up Gaia, and so that was kind of like... That was the demo of 3. Yeah. Because, yeah, the the intro level of 2 is you fighting uh, the Colossus of Rhodes, and it's so cool. Really? Yeah. I didn't mind because Keith played three, and I didn't mind watching. I watched a little bit. He he fought Hades. I think it was Hades. Yeah, that's and, the thing in three. Yeah. Yeah, and um, anyhow, so now that I'm playing it, it was kind of a stretch for me to pick it up, but I know you love it, and I know Stephen loves it. I think the biggest problem I have with it is it's it's got too much masculine energy and i there's like one female character in the whole fucking game mm-hmm. what the f is that well and the you that is a very very apt uh observation because but at least like i do feel like kratos is a much more like older wiser calmer character now but then he's not he's still aggressive he's, but he's like inwardly aggressive which is much better than what he was doing in god of war 3 when well, he was I the know. equivalent of like a teenage boy he was a hothead he was awful and like no, i get it yeah yeah but... he's he's better but he's still just ripping people in half but like it is yeah I can totally get the the too much masculine yeah. energy because that is what God of War. That's actually what turned me off to Kratos as a character. I decided I was done with him several games ago. Yeah, and I wasn't thrilled to get back into this. Luckily, the game found a way to pull me in anyway. Yeah, but like, because it's funny thinking about like even the old ones. I feel like God of War did such a good job of giving you scale of battle, like or scale of enemies, like because they're massive enemies at you. Yeah, like in the first game i think when you fight the uh the kraken is like one of the coolest sequences in a game in a long time for me because this massive boss and you do these big cool sweeping set piece moments mm-hmm. three doesn't have as many or sorry uh the new one god of war or just god of war doesn't have that many set piece battles which surprised me but like the scope of the world is significantly larger so it's like they they left focus less on the battle and more on the world. There's like I think one battle in the entire game that like really struck me as like oh this is what I know God of War to be, and it's yeah. like midway through the game. Those huge massive boss battles. Yeah, there's like one in the entire game that really felt like that. I mean, me. like climbing guy. Even though I didn't care for it, it was like one of the coolest things ever. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, just the, the scope. Yeah, is crazy. So I, yeah, so I mean I'm I'm reaching the sun of which is like maybe 20% into the game maybe I have no idea well it's like the summit I'm gonna say you might be maybe 15 30 30% maybe 35 okay so well, you might be about a third I've cut out a chunk of it and yeah, yeah it's not my cup of tea i do like because you do meet a woman who helps you along the way who's a witch and yeah i like her that's all i'm gonna say yeah but i don't know what she's about i don't know what's going on and she's not in it enough for me to go oh this game has a great female presence (laughs) no it's and if anything like the previous god of wars had a cool female presence because the whole thing was narrated by gaia like gaia was a narrator of the entire series and um, Athena was actually a really prominent figure. 
Yeah, Athena. But uh, less so now. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah, I'm. A, it's a, a, I might not keep going with it. Maybe I'll watch Steven play the rest of it. It's like you should at least witness it through to the end for the sake of like cultural literacy, since you know you have a video game podcast and that's one of the more yeah, prominent games of the year. Yeah. Exactly. So I will not turn a, just turn away from it, but I'm not. It's not my favorite thing. But of course, whatever. Well, Everybody has their own thing. Well, hell, so. seriously, like I'm part of this gaming podcast too, and I have yet to even play Fortnite or PUBG once. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a lot of PUBG, but I've and I've watched a lot of Fortnite, but I've never played either. Yeah. So teach their own. Um. Right. Yeah. What else are you playing? That's it. I thought you play. Oh uh, well, I've played um. Didn't you play Detroit Become Human demo? Oh, I did. Sorry, I didn't even write that one down. But yes, I did. Yeah. So let's talk about Detroit Become Human. Okay. Demo. What were your impressions? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, you liked it's it? It's my first game by this publisher. Quantic Dream. Or the developer, yeah. Or developer. And um, I think it's really cool. Did you download Beyond Two Souls from PlayStation Plus? I did. Good. I have not played it yet. It's yeah, same developer. And I I thought this game, even though the demo's one scene, and, but it, it's it's kind of a loaded scene, and there's a lot of emotion, and it's kind of fun, and you, you play as this, um, what, what do they call him? Uh, yeah, like a negotiation. A negotiator. Yeah, negotiator bot. <laughs> yeah, and you're trying to uncover what's happening in this crime scene to help a girl. Who's being, yeah. Help uh, kidnapped, help yeah. captive. Yeah, it's like she's not being held hostage, but yeah, I guess she is a hostage. Yeah, hostage. She's a hostage, and you're yeah. trying to talk the person who's holding her hostage down from the ledge, basically. Who is a also deranged a droid. AI. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot going on, and you investigate the crime scene. You try to figure out the clues as to what's going to get you enough information to save the girl in time before he, like, goes off the ledge. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool how you could um, rewind the crime scenes and the AI mind and kind of figure out the clues. And um, and I also loved how at the end, when you finish a scene, there's the different branches of what could have happened, different possibilities. I'm glad you brought that up because that was my favorite thing about this because the other games from this developer do not do that. Oh, wow. Um, but like, I don't know, there's something nice about the other games and that like when you play through them, I don't want to say you feel like the, the way you did it's the only way it could have been done, but yeah. it is nice to just sort of like, you made a choice, you have to commit to it. Yeah. Because like in Heavy Rain, you, that game you control four characters. Mm -hmm. If you fuck up, like at the end, the end scene where everything culminates, some of those characters may not be there because yeah. some of them might have died. Yeah. Or they didn't get the clues to get them to the end game. Oh, so you might like, not even be able to finish it. Yeah, if they failed their job as doing their investigations, or if you failed them, then yeah, they may be either dead or they're just, they went to the wrong address. And then the ending is, like, the end scene is different because you don't have all the players. Yeah. And, like, so they made these this thing where, like, the, you actually have real true consequences by the time it's done. And um and so yeah, like I like the fact that though that the that Detroit gives you the branches and I like that they don't tell you what the other options are. They just put question marks there for any choice you didn't do. Oh yeah. Or they're like grayed out. Like they, they don't give you details. And did you hit the buttons to see the, the statistical numbers? Uh, no, tell me. When you see the branch yeah. sort of uh, roadmap of how you, the scene could have played out, like in the choices you made, yeah. um, if you press like, I don't know, triangle, maybe, it's on the little key on there. If you press that, it'll give you... The stats uh, of what other players do? What percentage of players picked that path 
or like those options. Mm. And if you press triangle again, it'll tell you the percentage of your friends that did it, which Telltale's been doing it for a while. Life is Strange yeah. did it. Um, I like kind of knowing like if my choices were in the majority or the minority. Yeah. Are you? Do you think outside the box? Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you know? Are you the one person that just decided to say like, "Fuck it, shoot the hostage"? Like, yeah. You know, which I don't think you can do, but. Uh, but like you know it's uh it, it's I, I really like that it was actually motivation for me to go back and play the demo again which i did i played it through about four times and well i played it once and i like that it shows you the percentage of likeliness that you will succeed in the quest that is that is a cool as you feature. continue to um uncover clues or like when you're actually talking to the hostile ai like as you progress through your conversation if it's benefiting you or not was like on my second playthrough i didn't even investigate i went straight to the rooftop oh i did that too and i love like you don't know his name you don't know anything anything. and yeah like you have to speak very broadly to not upset him but also you need to try to fake it being personal and i loved that like yeah when you actually investigate the apartment you know his name you have a reason as to his motive yeah so you know like a checklist of things that you already know versus you go in blind yeah and um and what's also cool about it is you can go in blind and still have a successful, like, Which outcome. I did. It was a little more violent, but it got the job done. Yeah. So either way, I mean, as long as you are able to communicate, I guess, with... It just depends. Like, there's so many different ways you can finish the level or, yeah, yeah the storyline or whatever. The so, scenario. Yeah. So um, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be a fun game. It comes out the same day as Dark Souls Remastered. Oh, that's a tough one. I'll be getting that. <laughs> oh, well, I well, know you will. <laughs> and and one of them will be a nice sort of uh, break from the other. Yeah. Like, because definitely I think after Dark Souls, after bashing my head against that thing, yeah. it'll be like nice to sort of just be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to enjoy an interactive narrative where Todd rolls his eyes or or uh, or put nudges me in a particular direction when it comes to narrative. Yeah. Because like, it's always funny when I play those kind of games, like how uh, invested and opinionated he gets about the choices I make. He still, I don't think, will ever let me live down the choices I made at the beginning of Firewatch. Really? I never even, I didn't play it. So. Well, Firewatch starts with a bunch of multiple choice questions as it gives you your backstory. Gotcha. And so, like, the backstory is, and, like, I, I think a lot of this you can't really change, is uh, your wife, like, so you're you're married, you're probably in your late 20s, your wife gets super early onset dementia. Oh. And it's a thing of, like, do you put her into care, or do you take care of her? That's really early. Like, it's, it, it's, it's like, yeah, abnormally early. And so, um, it's a situation that many people find themselves in, and uh, I elected to put her in a home, and and Todd was like, oh, really? Oh, that's what you would do? And I was like, she's going to get better care than if I would do it. Like, I came from a logical place, but the logical is not sexy or uh, really emotionally uh, wise when you're playing next to the person that uh, you're, you know, insinuating that you would do the same. Yeah, unless you actually go through it and then you know. Yeah, which is why <laughs> I, I, I feel bad bringing it up because, like, I know, yeah, you're with your mom. Yeah. And so, but, like, Todd always has opinions about what I do in Telltale games and just any sort of interactive narrative. He's always like, oh, that's what you picked, huh? Or he'll yeah. be like, no, no, do this one. And then I'll just do it because he's into it. Yeah, totally. Now, well, I mean, we all have different reasons for that's why the game is so exciting because like watching Steven play it it was completely different like his outcome even though he was successful in Detroit Become Human I was like wow you really pushed you know you pushed the on or the um you yeah. could you could have 
killed that girl. Yeah, like you, but, you got a little like yeah, a little yeah. Uh, you're right there. there. You're right there. So nice. so yeah. So oh, it was fun. I played one other thing actually, and I forgot to write it down. Um, well, I'm gonna write these down just so I remember, and I don't talk about them next week. Yeah. Um, Detroit Become Human, which we just talked about. Yay. Um, demo, and also I participated in the Dark Souls Network test. Is it over? It is over, and it was uh, not worth doing. So you dodged a bullet. Okay. Um, I don't know what I thought it was gonna be, but it wasn't very good. Uh, it is a uh, dedicated like single section of the map. That is not like very late in the game, but it's definitely not the beginning. And so it's a dedicated section of the map. Uh, you have um, you're forced into online mode, which is fine. That's what the job think you're supposed to be doing a network test. You should be playing online. Um, and uh, it's to test to see how well you can summon people or be invaded by people or whatever. Yeah. And um, like it was fine, but like it was just yeah, it was such a small piece of the map. And um, to be honest, the multiplayer is a little laggy right now. Like I got a lot, I got backstabbed by a lot of people that like were right in front of me, and all of a sudden I would just go through the animation of getting stabbed in the back. And I was like, "Cool, so this is not really like, working out. It's not really working <laughs> for me." Yeah. Um, and so I was a little bummed, and like also as somebody as somebody who doesn't love the PvP element of it like i love summoning help in my game and i like going to people's games to help them i don't like getting invaded that much and i don't i never invade people and so it's a little weird like by the time you got to a certain point in the game like inevitably you'd be like you'd be uh interrupted or invaded by like two people yeah people like to cause havoc yeah they, and like and i get it for the network test like they they force these invasions on you so you will try their pvp system so they can make sure it's working didn't work that well um, and also, it was kind of weird how they, they scheduled their network test. Apparently, I thought it was going to be like, here's a weekend where everybody is can just play the network test. Not the case. Each territory had a six-hour window on Friday and a six-hour window on Saturday. And that was it. Then it was done. So, like, America got, like, our network test on was on Friday and Saturday from 6 p.m. until midnight. That was it. Wow. So, if, if you were in New York, your Screwed. network test time was from 9 to 3 a.m. That's gross. Yeah. And so, like, it was a little bit of a bummer because it was like, oh, yeah, you have, like, six hours to do it and that's it. And, like, yeah, I just – I wasn't thrilled with the slice of the game it gave me. And also, like, you didn't really have a whole lot of, like, say in what your character build out was. Like, you picked up, like, six character classes and you just came decked out as you were. So it's, like, the nice thing, I guess, I, I never thought of – I never think about it this way. But, like, Dark Souls is highly customizable. And yeah. so, like, you really own your character and you own your play experience when you play it. And I don't think I really thought about or processed that until I was denied it. Gotcha. So I mean, I'm glad I did it, but um, I'm glad I also only put a couple hours into it on Friday, and then it was just like I probably would have just gone mad. <laughs> um, no, so that's why you you dodged a bullet there, and that like it was not for any casual players. It was for probably People the who... hardest of the hardcore Dark Souls players. Oh no! Which I'm not even that. So um, yeah, I played it. It happened. I'm ready for the full game, and that's kind of it. I actually yeah. have a countdown on my uh, my window at work in dry erase marker that I keep up of the number you of days until Dark Souls. So funny. I'm so hey, excited. why not? Right? So is it time for us to learn? Oh my god, yes. Wow. We haven't even learned yet. Seriously, uh, where are we going? It's time for the word of the week. That was different. Week, 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 so weak. Um the word of the week is faint. F-E-I-N-T. It's a noun. Faint. Now faint. Isn't it like a that's like a fake out, isn't it? Yes. You're good. It is a fake out. It is a movement made to, in order to deceive an adversary. 
which I think in hockey, the term for that is deek. Why? I don't know. Yeah. How's that spelled? D-E-I-K? I think it's D-E-K-E. Huh. I could be wrong. I never had to write it. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a while since I've gotten one right like that. Well, you got Ragnarok last week. Yeah. Still. So you're you're two for two. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So Which faint. I should have fainted more, or I should have done more faints while playing Dark Souls. Mm. Instead, I got stabbed in the back a bunch of times because yes. I was not doing very well. Yes. See, that's what happens. So I guess it's time for the Vinyl Frontier. It's time for the Vinyl Frontier. Which I thought I had nothing, but as we were talking, I realized like, holy shit, I went to Amoeba today on my way home from work. Silly Rob. What were you thinking? Just, I, I, I went a little shoppy today on the way home from work. I had errands to run. Oh, was that your, those were your errands? Well, I had to go to Amoeba. That's why you were an hour late? Yeah, because I wanted to get the new album by Beach House, which is really good. While I was there, I got the soundtrack to Team Fortress 2 on vinyl. Oh, yeah, you so wanted that. Um, and then, then I went to Target because I wanted to buy an Apple TV. You are crazy. What? I Well, it's funny. At work. Uh, Can't you just go on Amazon? But I wanted it Like now. everybody else. I wanted it now. <laughs> my, actually, it's one, of my, one of my coworkers, uh, one of the other producers, actually, in my department, had the brilliant idea to just hook an Apple TV up to his TV in his office so that way he could just airplay his computer to his tv so everyone could see it without having to use a cable like whenever i hook up to my tv there's a cable going across the room that's just so unattractive right it's unappealing <laughs> well and also like people are gonna trip over it i don't want my computer to get broken so yeah i'm actually I bought an apple tv because that's a good idea first world problems right that's not a first world problem that's a first world solution okay um, <laughs> and then also in the uh you know vinyl frontier adjacent uh today meaning the day before this podcast comes out, uh, Black Panther came out on Blu-ray today. Wait, I just saw it in theater yesterday. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> just saw it. If you'd waited like two weeks, you could have seen it for free because I could loan it to you. I, you know, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I'm glad you saw it in theaters too. Yeah. But I got the 4K Blu-ray of it this morning. Nice. In a nice steelbook from Best Buy. Of course you did. Yeah, I'll fuck around. I will not be buying it because I don't buy any of those superhero movies except Wonder Woman. Which you only bought digitally anyway. And I bought it digitally. I know because I just don't need things anymore. You're just a modern woman. I am. I'm a modern woman. I'm going to take all <laughs> the physical goods. I love them. Well, if I could figure out a way to get all my stuff on a cloud, you can have all my physical stuff because I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so... Cute. Nice. So Is that it? That was it. For well, that. I'm glad that's it because you just got yourself stuck in a graphic jam, Rob. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine me smashing two cans together. I have one can. There's still soda in it. Uh, Rob. Well, that's okay. Why did I have two empty cans that one podcast? How much was I drinking during that one? A lot. I think you're at, at the end of one starting another. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. All right, so. Or maybe I had no, I don't. No, drink I think I'd finish too because I smashed two cans together. That makes sense. Yeah, anyway. you do love your soda. I do. Um. Okay. So this week on uh, the uh, whoa on Graphic Jam, whatever your segment is. What is this called? Where are we? Who am I? <laughs> uh, Mouse Guard, which I'm sure anybody who's anybody who's ever read a freaking graphic novel knows what Mouse Guard is. I don't. Really? Nope. Never heard of it. Oh my if god. If you were to talk about a graphic novel featuring a mouse, I would have said Mouse. M A U S. That one the one that like won the uh, like an award it's the one that uh, is about the holocaust oh yeah no this is um it's by david peterson and it's just a really cute good versus evil kind of story kind of lord of the rings ish it has 
you know, the factions. And it's basically it's about mice and how they survive in the world. And um, the Mouse Guard is basically like a knighthood of mice that is just protecting mice and micehood. They're all so adorable. I know, they're so cute. Oh, my God. The author... Ah! They're little mouths. I know, and he's the bad mouse too, and he's cute. Who cares? Even the bad one's adorable. Yeah. Oh, little mouths. I know. I I love how you love it more than I do. Just kidding. But I do love it. Travis actually got ah. me this years ago for my birthday. I mean, I've probably had this for seven, six, seven years now, and it's super cute, and it's a huge mythology, and there's a ton of history involved, and each mouse has its own, like, you know, its own history, and it's kind of, you know, Lord of the Rings. Everybody has their own history, and where they came from, and why they're there, and it's, um, it's really good, and he's, there's still new ones coming out, and the author is always at Comic-Con drawing and selling, and it's pretty awesome that it's lasted this long because it was kind of his like his his baby and he made it happen. They're so cute in their little capes. I know. Get it away. I know it's adorable. It's so cute. Oh my god. Yeah. Mouse guard. So and it's the fall what eleven fifty two collection. The next collection is winter eleven fifty two. Right. I but saw that in the back of the book. This is old though. Oh. This this well, one... at the time. The at next the time. one. Yeah, when, when I want to see what when this one was published because this one's pretty old. Um, I think it was like seven years ago. Damn. So they've gone um, 2007. So it's 11 like years 11 years ago? years ago. So there's a lot of mouse guard. Yeah, like his collection's huge now, and it's, he's super popular. So cute. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, yeah. So mouse guard. Uh, if you like a good adventure. If you like that kind of, you know, that kind of knights and chivalry and all that sort of fun stuff, this is definitely a book for you. And especially if you love cute animals. Oh my god, they're little mouths. Babies. They're so cute. Yeah. Okay. Boom. That was like, <laughs> you're out of the crash. Yeah. <laughs> um. So news. Well, I got a few newsy things. You got some? Very minimal. Okay. Well, uh, I kind of let you go just in case, because I want to do anything that you have if you don't have that many. Okay. Well, um, we could talk about this a little bit. Walmart Canada. Whoops. <laughs> oh, you mean Leak Palooza? Yeah. Yeah. Whoopsie whoops. Oh man, it's so funny. Like working in the industry, like where we're working with a lot of games that haven't been announced yet, and like everything's highly secreted and all that sort of stuff. Like. I'm so glad I've never been the source of a leak. Like, it, there's never been a leak because of me. It's the greatest feeling when every retailer always leaks everything. Oh my god! There's they must be like really dense people. Well, the problem is a lot of times I think retailers just and don't they realize, don't even know they don't know it's a secret. Yeah. Um, because like I mean, I, do we talk about how we talk about on the podcast? Like, I know that Costco nearly lost their book license. Uh, oh. many years ago. Because, Harry Potter. No, just in general because. Oh. Uh, I was like, did they leak Harry Potter? Because well, Costco doesn't store stuff. Like, they are a warehouse. Like, the store is a warehouse. Yeah. And so, like, when they get something... It just goes out. They put it on the floor for sale because they don't want to store it somewhere. That's yeah. not what they do. And so, like, books, especially books that have street dates, they would just be like, and buy a... Like, here's a bunch of books. Buy them. I never thought of this and before. They, they broke street date a lot. And the more it was happening, the more books, like, book distributors were like, dude, you can't do this. And so they almost lost their book license a couple times because they kept breaking street date all the time not even knowing it because they've all they've had music they have movies they have they have 
computer games. They have video games too, yeah. Video games. Wow. But like, I never I, thought about that. Most of the stuff now, I think books they get and they do like day and date, but they also have stickers on the front of the book now that says do not sell before this date. Like uh, often those smart. stickers will still be on the books when they sell them. Um, and so like, I think that like everyone was kind of just like, all right, we need to make it clear that like whoever's putting this out on the floor knows it can't be sold yet. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they ever really get video games until they've been out for a little bit anyway. Yeah, they're a little bit dated on their games. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, that's, uh, wow. Well, that's good to know. The actually. more you know. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that sucks. But yeah, um, yeah. some things that Walmart did leak were, uh, Rage 2 by Bethesda. Which Bethesda at least was super fast to hop in that leak and release two video assets. Yep. Both a live action and a gameplay asset. So they have, you can go watch those right now yep. on the YouTubes. And which if you want that Mad Max meets Borderlands vibe. Yeah. It'll scratch both those itches. Which I think they should have a DLC character of Tank Girl in there. I think that would be, that'd be neat. so fabulous. That'd be awesome. I'm just throwing it out there, Bethesda. It feels pretty on brand, though. Thank you. I agree. And um, what else what, they, uh, they also... Le- um, sorry, I have it right here. Um, they also leaked... Fuck, sorry, guys. I don't know what I did with it. They... Um, Far Cry... Or no, Just Cause 4, Gears of War, Gears of War 5, and Borderlands 3, which is a lie, apparently. Well, I think they said Borderlands 3 will not be at E3. I don't think they said it wasn't happening. Uh, okay. But it's funny, because, yeah, I don't have details on any of those. Yeah. Not, and if I did, I wouldn't be able to say anything. But, um, but yeah, like, it's it's always interesting, like, when leaks happen, like, and so close to E3, it's like, everything was so close to making it. But I remember, like, what, when I worked on Assassin's Creed Origins, before that game got announced, I want to say, like, two days or one day, it was so close before it was leaked. Target yeah. put out their pre-order cards that had the key art. Ay, 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 Target. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lego DC Villains. Huh? Yeah, right, then. but then they also have um, ones that people have already known about: Tom Clancy's The Division Two, Beyond Good and Evil Two, and The Last of Us Two. So that's the list. The real thing would be if they had dates on any of those. I think they. Because yeah, we like on Amazon. It, like right now, if Amazon doesn't have like a concrete date, yeah, just this they put December thirty first of whatever year they think it might be coming. Mess. Oh, speaking of fun release dates, uh, I don't know if you saw, but I, there was an article I read on one of the blogs I follow. Um, saying no Splinter Cell. That's all awesome. sorry. And that was your crush. Yeah, which, uh, if that's true, oh my god, that will be so awesome. Because, like, I and some coworkers are both very big Splinter Cell fans. Hey, it's on the list. But, um... The, uh, ah, oh, I forgot where I was going at this. It's fine. Uh, sorry. If no, I it's okay. Your train no, no, that, that's fine. I talk too much anyway. I guess last year, Mario and Rabbids was leaked. Really? But it's funny, that sounded so outlandish. I don't think anyone probably bought, thought it was real. Yeah. They're like, what? Oh, <laughs> funny, uh release date stuff i just read a thing saying that like someone from square is saying that the final fantasy 7 remake will likely be coming by 2023 oh it's got a ways to go then which i kind of can't help but feel like if we're not talking about getting this game for five more years maybe we should stop talking about it for like i don't know forever for four years Let's talk about the year coming. I out. could be dead by then, right? Like that's crazy. I, just, I feel like it's not really worth uh, stoking the hype fires ju- quite right no, now. We'll just get over it. Yeah, too soon. Yeah, 
But um, but it's funny. I, I saw that that release date, and I just like couldn't help but like. That is kind of crazy, though, because it is a game that's the story's already there. Well, yeah, but they are doing like a massive graphic overhaul, and I think they're breaking it out into an episodic structure. So I think they're kind of taking it and they're kind of blowing it out in a new direction. I don't know though. I have no details on that. They're going to Fortnite it and completely change it to like a PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> like those battle royale games are real hot right now, so we made one of those. Yeah, um, that's funny. Nice uh yeah how about you news do you do any others uh i do well i could just go through it really yeah, let's let's do all yours. Um, actually my only other one is um uh, travis sent me this cool uh thing of that kotaku put out as a it was an article on the siri art for overwatch oh. so it's basically as if if siri from the witcher was an Overwatch character, what would she look like? So, I, I saw that. I yeah, was... I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think they should make that happen. All right, then. That, And they should do Yennefer, too, because she'd be like Moira's competition. <laughs> That's all. Nice. Well, uh, so my newsy stuff um, looks like, I think, Netflix, I believe, has signed uh, Guillermo del Toro for an anthology series. Ooh. And it's called, I think it's going to be a horror series. He always called, does good work. And it's called 10 After Midnight. So, so actually, it's a fairy tale fantasy with a twist. Probably. And I, I'll watch it because I like, oh, yeah, I like his too. work. Me too. So I thought that was kind of a fun thing. Um, Not a whole lot of details out yet, but. Sweet. Get excited, everybody. Yeah. Um, there's a new video game movie that's been announced that's going to be in production. What? Monster Hunter. What? Directed by the video game movie guy, Paul W.S. Anderson, and starring... The Rock. Mila Jovovich, his wife. He's the guy who directed all the Resident Evils. Is that a bad thing? It's going to be exactly more of the same that, I mean, you know what? His movies make money. They please some people. I'm not yeah. one of them. I can't really imagine Monster Hunter being that interesting as a movie. But who knows? I could be, he could surprise us. I don't know. But like, that's the word anyway, that there's going to be a Monster Hunter movie starring Miss Video Game Movie herself and Miss by being directed by Mr. Video Game Movie himself. All right. And Mr. and Mrs. Video Game Movie are married. That's... In real life. Um, so this is not game related, but it just was a noteworthy bit of news that I saw that um, made me angry. And I figured I'd bring it up just because our podcast also touches on the uh, real sort of uh, thing. Oh, no. What's happening? Uh, this is a thing about um, what I miss. This is thing about America being the worst. It's transgender news. Oh, God. Um, what now? Uh, the uh, clown in the White House has uh, <laughs> rolled back yet another protection for transgender people. Inmates in federal prisons will now be assigned housing and bathrooms according to their biological sex. What the fuck? Yeah. So if I went to prison, they'd put me in a men's prison? Yep. That's some dumb bullshit. Yep. It's super gross. So anyway, uh, not to bring everybody down, but that was just a thing where I saw that and I was like, well, that sucks. And I guess it's worth talking about, but also, I love that America is run by a fucking idiot. Yep. So gross. Um, now I get two more bits of bad news. Yeah, Rob. What else you got for us? Can't go any worse than that. Margot Kidder. The best Lois Lane. I'm sorry. Rest she, in peace. Yeah, she died at the age of 69, which is sad. Um, yeah, she'll always be Lois Lane to me. Yeah. The Lois Lane. Yeah. Sorry, Amy Adams. What about Terry Hatcher? Sorry, Terry Hatcher. Mm. And Kate Bosworth doesn't even make the list. <laughs> uh, um, right. So that's a bummer. 
uh, rest in peace, Margo. Also, rest in peace, Boss Key, which is the um, video game development studio that Cliff Blazinski, or Cliffy B, uh, founded after he left uh, Epic Games. He was one of the, he was like the guy who came up with Gears of War. Okay. And he made a game called Lawbreakers, and then there was another game that he was either working on or actually released. But um, they, he has announced that Boss Key Productions, his company, is now... Sold? Dead. Oh, dead. That's dead. worse than sold. Yeah. So that's a bummer, and he, I think he said he's moving on from games, which is kind of weird to think that, like, Cliffy B is not doing games anymore. So, mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, like, really, he did make a pretty big uh, splash, splash. With, with... Well, Gears of War 5 is coming out. Gears, and, like, he, he didn't work on Gears 4. Gears 4 went to another developer. Um, yeah, that, but, I like, guess that makes sense. He also worked on, like, uh, God, Jazz Jackrabbit, I think, was, um, like, one of his first games. So he's made, he has a, a legacy in games, but uh, it looks like he's ready to move on to new, other exciting new frontiers. Totally. Um, and then, um, let's see. Uh, I guess more sad news. Not that sad, though. Jeez, I think, Rob. I don't think it's really affecting anybody. Um, Sony has announced that they are not supporting physical game cards for the Vita anymore. Like, oh, so it's all online. Yeah, it's all digital or only. Digital. But also, like, what, they even announced that Vita wasn't going to be offered free games on PlayStation Plus as of uh, a couple months from now, I don't think, or next year. But like, I honestly didn't even know Vita still existed. It does. I think it has a small, dedicated fan base. I have mine, but I don't even know where it is. Like, I think it's probably just hanging in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Um, And then um, two last little bits of news are actually, like, fun news. Yay! Right? Yay! Uh, so, um... Nintendo has confirmed the NES Classic will be available in stores again on June 29th. Nice. So I'm looking forward to doing horrible things to get one of those. I think they're going to make enough this time. I will still do horrible things <laughs> to get one. You have the SNES, right? I do. Yeah. So now I got to get that. Do you that. have the Sega one? Uh, that is actually, I don't think, a true, like, legitimate product. Apparently it is... Uh, oh, it's all bootleg? I heard it's just not very good. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, which is a bummer. Um, it looks legit. It does, but I hear it's not... Uh, it's not all that. Huh. Okay. Um, and then my last little bit of news, actually, uh, listener and friend to the podcast, Jim. Hi, uh, Jim. He he actually sent to me, um, which it's funny because I it showed up in my feed like the next day. Uh, uh, the headline is Destiny 2 puzzle leads players to actual treasure in New York. So there was an in-game puzzle. Um, what? Yeah, there was an in-game puzzle that started off as a symbol within the uh, the new AI's bunker in the game, in the newest expansion. And it turned out to be an elaborate cipher requiring a massive crowdsourcing effort to solve. And in doing so, they ended up with two coordinates that actually t- uh, went to or that you know indicated a place on in, the real earth in upstate New York and um, the game was uh, like I want to say the, this Keith last... why weren't you on this what's <laughs> wrong with you the last like this uh, this newest expansion was um, lead developers on it were vicarious visions which um, they are in upstate New York and so uh, somebody went to the that location and they found show enough dead bodies. They found a spear based on uh, based on the Valkyrie, a weapon you can find and temporarily use during certain missions. There was also a box of gold coins along with instructions asking the finder to only take one. There was a set of notes and a journal for recording visitors. And uh, the note uh, encouraged finders to share photos of the discovery and told them there are only three spears like this in existence: one of Vicarious Visions, one at Bungie, and that one 
Wow, so, that's so cool. Yeah, they, they made a real-life scavenger hunt that had an actual, like, real-life endpoint. Do you think they took all the coins? I they're imagine. selling them on eBay right now. Well, I imagine as soon as they, they took it, they probably told, like, a couple friends, and everybody came and just got one of each. So now they're gone, I imagine. I don't know. Should we take a trip? <laughs> I have family in upstate New York. Oh my gosh. Send them to those coordinates. <laughs> so. Stat. That's a kind of a fun little thing, though. I like when, I mean, technically, if no one had paid attention, I think it would just sat there forever. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Wow. So. That's pretty dope. And that's my news. Well, I have, and that was beautiful news. Too bad I was half sad. But, um. Hey, you gotta take the bad to enjoy the okay, good. Okay, yin and yang. Um, Overwatch update. Standings. Because, yeah, stage three is done. It's done. So, Boston. Are we 10 talking? and oh wait. Oh, no. so you're just doing stage three stats. Yes. This okay. is the end of stage three. Got Boston ten zero. They were the first team to have, I think, a perfect season or a perfect stage. Yeah. You would have thought New York would have done that. Right? But they didn't because nope. they got nine one. Yeah, the uprising uh, showed up the Excelsior. Who yes, knew? Yes, ma'am. Um, but we got our LA teams in the top four. L- Los Angeles Valiant three and Gladiators four. Damn. Damn. And I love all the stuff Valiant is doing on their Instagram. So cute. I feel like Valiant's doing a really good job of trying to like rally their fans. Yeah. I mean, we are the center of self-indulgence. So, <laughs> um, and um, Houston Outlaws is ninth. Boo. Sorry, boo-boo. And in final place... As per usual. Oh, the dragons. Which you and I will be joining the team next for stage four. They lost another coach. I don't know if he fired, but they got gained fired or if he left. two players. But seriously, they did right gain here. two players, and I don't even know who my main is at this point. And it doesn't even matter, because you're on the Shanghai motherfucking dragons. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. They're getting better. Just figure it out as you go, Rob. <laughs> Just figure it out <laughs> as you go. <laughs> Oh, God. They're getting better. They I are. I know. I'm so bad. There's One of these days, hope. they're going to show up at Guildhall and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> there is hope. It could happen. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, well. That's the news. Um. All right. So. Is it time for the crush? Crush. Of the week. Crush. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. So, do you want to crush first, or should I crush first? Well, that's up to you. You said you had someone special. Well, my crush is breaking some rules, and I will, I promise, post this to our Instagram, because I've been better about posting Instagram. I did a lot of my games that I, I finished. I heard. I haven't seen it yet. What? Yes. You didn't even look? Well, I can't be on that thing 24-7. I'm hurt. You cut me. You posted several pictures of yourself in that time. I know, because it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, um... Yeah, I'm breaking the rules a little bit, but I'm going to show you the pictures now while I look like... Um, so, thank you to John, friend and co-worker. Hi, John. Um, who sent me these photos of a dog in motion capture markers. It's oh, a wow. motion capture dog! Oh my goodness. Isn't he just a little prince? Is he a, what is he, a pit bull? He looks like a, just a mix, because he's very short and stumpy. Yeah, and, like a corgi pit. <laughs> like, and he, yes, yeah, he has like the, the the face of a pit, but he's got like the body of a of a dachshund or a corgi. And look, he knows how to fist bump and then shake oh hands my God, and then get adorable. pets. And he has his tongue out, looking cute. Ah, like just ah. so yeah. My my crush of the week is I've called him motion capture Doug. 
Oh, that's cute. But just, oh, look at oh, that, that face. Oh, sweet sauce. Oh. Those eyes. Right? Oh. So yeah, motion capture dog is my crush of the week. So gooey. So this is the first time now that my crush has not only been real life, but also not human. And has four legs. Yeah. Quadruped, real life crush of the week. You're in trouble. No funny stuff. <laughs> no like, funny stuff. I'm just going to just, just scratch, his, scratch, his, scratch his cute little face. Oh, baby. Well, that's so, cute. Motion capture dog. Crush like of the that. week. Very nice. Very nice. Well, mine is a video game character. <laughs> okay, good. Well, mine will be a video game character someday. They're tracking his motion for a game. That's true. Motion capture dog. Yeah. All right, so what's your video game um, crush? I don't think I've had her before, and which surprises me. But if I did, whoops, she deserves a second time anyway. Morgan from Dragon Age. Have I? I think so. Shit. It's okay. She's clearly worth thought... it again. She's the crush so nice, you had her twice. Oh my god, I love that. Right, there you go. I should get docked a point for it, though. Damn it. Damn. Well, Claudia Black voiced her, who we love, who I love. And, um, she well... Photo? Can I, I don't remember what she looks like. Yeah, uh, she's a sorceress. She looks like every other character I love. She's dark and dangerous, and she wears hot, skimpy clothing. And I'm trying to find... Oh, that's why I can't do that. And, um, 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 oh, and she's super sassy, and she's probably a really great lover in bed. All right, then. Dragon age. Here we go. Okay, let me Images. see this. Yeah, that uh, looks yes. like my type. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you've mentioned her before. I don't I think can... I've ever posted something. Yeah, I don't think picture. you've ever posted it, though, because she doesn't look familiar to me. But, like, I'm pretty sure that you've you would... said her before. But I also um, searched in my notes for Morgan, and nothing came oh, up. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh-oh. Then, no, yes, you have not done her yet, I don't think. On the Claudia Black front. Nick, we need your help. Yeah. Have I done her? <laughs> on the Claudia Black front, you have done Tess Everest. Yes. And Cla- and obviously Chloe. Yes. Uh, but like, and from Dragon Age, you've done Creme. Creme. Oh, wow. Yeah. And from Darksiders, you've done Morgan. Wait, Darksiders? Or wasn't there, there was a Morgan, not a Morrigan that you crushed on. Oh, yeah. Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers. That's yes. it. Sorry, not Darksiders. Yeah. Darkstalkers. Wow, no wonder Morgan. we were so confused. That's why I was like, wait a minute, because yeah, you've done Dragon Age and you've done someone named Morgan, but not but Morgan, Morgan from Dragon Age. There you go. Also so, voiced by Claudia Black, which super confusing. Well, and that's why like, Claudia Black, <laughs> I would kind of assume that you'd kind of covered all of her characters, or you would. Like, oh, not yet. You're like, I have a crush on this character whose name I don't remember. From I have Pitch to have Black. a crush on actual Claudia Black yeah. next. Well, she was in Pitch Black. Oh, that's right. So there you go. Love her. Yeah. So Morgan. So I re- super I retract, sorceress. I retract my statement, calling you. You're implying that you were unoriginal or repeating one. No, it's okay because she's yeah. She's basically hits all my marks. She's a sorceress. She's got dark hair. She's got a raspy voice. Yeah. Nice. The point has been reinstated to House Satine. Yeah. It's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So yeah. Cute. Um, nice. Yeah, well, you could follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter and Satine on Twitch, which I have been getting people when I have been streaming popping up and going, hey, I just found your podcast and that I'd say hi. I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter and uh, at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. And on Instagram, I just did a bevy of posts about the last like seven games I finished, complete with fucking novels about my impressions on them which if you listen to the podcast you probably heard most of them nice but i mean no there's lots of gems that you should go to 
Instagram and and I'm follow gonna go heart each and, one of those and like them and and read them and just savor. Yes, yeah, so and comment on them, right? So no, we can comment back. Comment, bud, friend of the podcast, commented on my Far Cry one. Really, mm-hmm. bud? Oh, bud. So when are we gonna get to Guildhall, bud? Seriously. <laughs> um. So um. I need cool. beer. I need beer and board games. Me too. So anyway, that's where you can follow me on the stuffs. Uh, you can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can write us an email at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that. <laughs> that is that. Have a good rest of your week, everybody. Yeah. Take care. And if you make it to Ren Fair. I like jewelry. Okay, so just get me someone. And also just like bring her back a turkey leg, even if it's like several days old. Yeah, I'll still eat it. <laughs> are you are you out of curried couscous now? Curried couscous? From, oh. Yeah, did you did you run oh out? Oh my gosh. No, I ate all that in one day. It was so damn good. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Mendocino Farms, you are the bomb. Just, I love their shells. The feta shells with the pesto, amazing. The Romesco shelves or shells. I don't think I've had them. Whatever shell they have of the day, I will get either one of them. They're amazing. See, I don't go that often because it's a pain in the ass because it's right by the Grove and you can't park anywhere. So fuck that shit. There's one at the Gay Target also. Really? Right here? Yeah, Santa Monica and uh, La Brea. Oh, yeah. It's right next to the Formosa Cafe. And I hate that parking lot structure. Fine. I'm just trying to help here. I know. I'm trying to help you. Help me help you help us all. I know. Sorry. All right. (laughs) Well, and... (laughs) Should I not end it there? No, no, it's fine. Okay. (laughs) I just love it like mid-sense. Well, and... I was like, what's the and in response to? The end. The end is nigh. Got it. And... Chowsies. Bye-bye.